Hello, welcome in. I am here with Coach Jimmy after some craziness <laughs> and scheduling mishaps and one game of the PNTT. We are finally <laughs> here to uh, to preview the Shoemaker Group, right? Yep, so yep. Start with the Shoemaker Group. Yeah, yeah. Russ and I. So that's a uh, Coach Uncle Mel uh, of the Montpelier Peepers. He and I recorded the same seven minutes four different times. Uh, to start the app, and then it kept kicking us off, and so our spirits were low. We tried to reschedule, couldn't happen. So Kyle and I are gonna cover this for you guys today. Yeah, yeah, he forced me to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this group we have Blacksburg, uh, Erie, Ocala, and Boise. So, um, in that order. So we can start with Blacksburg. Blacksburg is the they lost their first game pretty bad actually to yeah. Boise which is a little surprising they brought in the 188 179 class replacing the 11 class so i mean that that happens you got to figure out your new lineup you lose three senior starters your two your point guard and your shooting guard and your power forward um mm-hmm. Mr. Shoemaker himself <laughs> uh you know now they're playing in sandals it seems like you know uh you know they they still got a good class. They got they moved Hunter Prig to um, center, or he was already playing center. But you know you got Guy Fierro, uh, <laughs> Andrew Holmes had a ten assist game um, in the first game, uh, or mm-hmm. Andrew Carpenter. Sorry, uh, messing up on names now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean when you lose a class like that, you're going to, you're going to have a struggle breaking in the new group. So Mm -hmm. what do you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that this team's success sort of rides on manual green and Hunter prig. So green was a really, really, um, highly scouted guy. He like had a lot of excellence and goods and a scout. I remember him didn't go after him because I thought he'd be a big tie and he was, um, sort of a local guy. And then prig is clearly a stud. Um, and, and sort of the backbone of this team. And it's going to have to be relied on a lot like he was his first game. Um, it's pretty crazy to me that he goes 71% true shooting percentage, uh, 19 points, and they still lose by 18. Uh, and he's playing 33 minutes a game. And so I think that, uh, yeah, Blue Sky has a really, really good team here. Um, at least it's like very, very heavy sophomores and seniors. Um, I think that he's just going to have to sort of work around what's going to work. Really interesting. So he moves Manuel Green to the shooting guard position as opposed to last year he played the uh, small forward position. And so uh, didn't wasn't as highly efficient as you would like, but still had a pretty good assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, And then he's playing a shorter guy at small forward. So what do you think about that, Kyle? Yeah, I mean – I'm not too worried about that. What I'm worried mm-hmm. about is their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, look, you know, you can win lots of games scoring 89 po- 87 points, but giving up 105 is a ton um, to a team like uh, Boise. And Boise's obviously, you know, last year they were in the PTT, uh, made it just out of the first round, and then they did pretty right. well. And they, and they score a lot, um, but you don't expect – you don't expect them to score this much against a team like Blacksburg. So right, right. I think I think figuring out the defense is number one on their um, list of to-dos. 
Yeah, yeah. What I mean, we we also do have to keep in mind, you know, Blacksburg finished the year as the eighth ranked team last year, came into the year as forty second. Boise did come in twenty ninth. And so the system does think that Boise is the better team. Um mostly because their their freshman class is much better, you know. Um but still I, I expected a pretty close game in here. Uh so the nineteen point difference here is pretty concerning for Blacksburg. I think he's a really good coach, can sort of piece it together. Um but you, you definitely don't want that to happen in your first game of the of the PNTT. Yeah, and don't don't rag on them that much. They only lost by eighteen, not nineteen. So. Um, oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I, I know it's hard to. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes you want to dog on a team a little too much, but and Blacksburg's good. So they, I mean, they've they've done well. Hopefully, they can figure it out. But you know, if they if they can't win this next game, I think. They got a little trouble in mind, you know, because if the schedule doesn't get easier, you know, you got right. Ocala, who's a decent team, and then you got mm-hmm. Lansing and Clearwater in the out-of-conference games. So uh, hopefully they can figure it out and figure it out quick. Right, right. Yep, agreed. All right, let's look at the next team. We got the Erie Browns. Erie lost the 54-41 class, and they brought in the 248-252 class. So looks like three walk-ons for them. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe he posted on the board, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But when you lose Fernando Williams and Ahmed Ar- Arnold, that's, right. that's tough. You know, those are, those, that's kind of been his identity for mm-hmm. the last uh, four years, those two big men. And they're really solid and they've done a lot for them. But um, yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, you, you get the win in the first game over Ocala. Mm-hmm. Uh, played a defensive game, moved Bertini to the power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what what do you think about this team? Yeah, I was interested in how Bertini is going to sort of make that move from the small forward to power forward position. Um, I assumed that that's what was going to happen just because they didn't bring any um, like quality height in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Austin Terry was the tallest guy that they got as a recruit and he's not very good. Um, and so I figured he'd move the Bertini, move Bertini down to the power forward position. You know, if this first game is any indication, um, he's going to have a pretty decent year there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so that's not the worry at all. It's sort of like, who are you going to um, fill in around him with those two starters graduating? And so uh, it, it seems as if uh, sure played a decent game. Mm-hmm. Um but not sure. It, it's not sure if it uh, he is the long term solution. And then you're also a little bit undersized. You're starting two six one guys and a six four guy, and then your top end height is six nine. And so I think that Erie is still a really really good team. Uh, I mean Bertini just took it to Isaiah Moses in a head to head matchup, and so that's pretty encouraging to see him at that power forward spot. But um, you you can just see from the numbers from the game they are not very deep at all. And so mm-hmm. you get any guys in foul trouble and they're going to struggle. Uh, their bench just got absolutely smoked. Uh, and that's even why this was a close game. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but he definitely has, you know, probably the best, I mean, one of the best players, if not the best player, oh, yeah. Michael Bertini yep. in this group. So that, that always helps. Right. Yep. Yeah. Potentially the best player in the PNTT, honestly. I think he's yeah. been perennially, I can't say that word, slept on uh, in awards. Um, he was yeah. just fourth team all league last year, despite scoring 25 points a game and 60% true shooting. And so I, I think he's just a, 
an absolute stud. And, and I think actually moving to power forward, uh, he's going to have higher numbers in those that sort of block and, and rebound category. And, and so I think that he's going to get his, uh, his recognition this year. Yeah. And he sort of took it to, uh, you know, one of the other player of the year um, candidates in Isaiah Moses in the first game. Um, Moses didn't have a great game, went eight for 19, uh, four turnovers, you know, uh, only 18 points and didn't do great on defense who in Moses, one of the best players. So you can do that. That's, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a good, that, that's a good thing, you know. Right, uh, right. Let's, speaking of Moses, let's talk about Ocala. Ocala brings in the 96-121 class, replacing the 153-144 class. They return all their starters except their point guard, Austin uh, LaVarrette. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach here is trying to figure out his point guard, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Dillard didn't have a great first opportunity. Um but, you know, I, that seems like the missing ingredient on this team. And it's really unfortunate because it's, it's Isaiah Moses' senior year, you know. Right, right. Um, you want to figure that out. So whether it's Seth Johnson, whether it's Joseph Dillard, um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to figure out something because you, you can't waste players like that. Right, right. Yeah, and – you know, we're saying like you can't waste a guy like Isaiah Moses. Isaiah Moses wasted himself last year. You know, I have yeah. no idea what happened. Uh, so he's you know freshman year, twenty five points a game on fifty three percent field goal. Uh, his sophomore year moved from the center to the small forward position, thirty points a game on fifty two percent field goal. So not much change. He then goes back down to one of the um, front court positions at power forward and scores fifteen points a game on 46% field goal percentage. And so, I don't know, you know. I mean, this is, uh, you're like, well, he was shooting half the shots, so maybe that's has to do with it. He was shooting half the shots because he wasn't making them when he was taking shots. And so, it, it's really hard to know how, what happened to Isaiah Moses, who's, you know, that one in the 49-1 class for uh, Ocala. Um, but I think that if he can get his stuff together, I think this is still going to be a really good team. I, I'm I'm curious as to why Seth Johnson isn't running point. He had a five to one point three this is turnover ratio in, in high school. Um but David Subpar Stash is a good coach and so I know he's gonna just sort of work it around and, and figure this team out. Yeah, and but the only worry is can he figure out fast enough to make it to I mean, even win a game in the PNTT. I don't want to dog on him too much, but man, this is a tough schedule for him. You know, he's right. He's got totally. Blacksburg next, then Eugene, then Rochester, then Nashville, and Boise to finish it off. And Boise already showed that they're they're pretty good. So hypothetically, the easiest game on that matchup is Erie. You know, yeah. and they already lost to that game. They already right. lost that game. So um, his team's got talent. They can win these games, but none of them are gimmies for sure. And uh, yeah, so I'm interested to see how what happens. You know, how he can, can he figure it out? Um, right. And if he can, yeah, they. I mean, they got a good team. You know, right, um, right. To be fair, Rochester's ranked not, or yeah, Rochester's ranked 99th in the nation. So I don't even know if they have an active coach, um, or if they're any good. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, you know. Not, I mean, yeah, it's always good to play teams that are ranked 99th. And, <laughs> right. You know, that's 
That, yeah, we can you can usually chalk that up as a win unless you're the number three <laughs> team playing them, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, Eugene. You're not listening to this, I know. <laughs> um cool. Well let's talk about Boise. Uh Boise, the potato sacks, coached by coach uh D Caruso ninety five. Uh they brought in the seventy five one oh five class replacing the forty eighty one class. So um only lost one senior, Bryant Burton. Uh, senior mm-hmm. starter, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, Bryant was sh- sh- scoring 16 and 10 uh, with a steal and a half and a block, 1.8 blocks. Solid player, probably the best player on their team last year. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Joshua Stegel. Stegel's pretty good too, but um, I mean, those those are great numbers by Stegel at the point guard. So he... So they return back most of what they have. Um, they put Montez James in the starting lineup, um, mm-hmm. and he seemed to do pretty good. He was—he's obviously not the same type of player um, as Brian Burton. is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, got six assists, one turnover, four blocks, two steals. Um, Stagel had his vintage Stagel type game: five assists, no turnovers, twenty-two points. Um, not the most efficient scoring, but, you know, you beat a great team like uh, Blacksburg and we got the whole nation on, on watch. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, Dee Croso is a really, really good coach, um, is pretty active in Test League with his, I think, I believe his brother, um, both of them sort of running their conference and um, and making some noise in, the, in in Test League. And so I knew he'd sort of figure things out eventually um, after being sort of an, an RTT team before two years ago. Um, man, Colin Jenkins is awesome. I did not realize, so he did not have to shoot as much last year and was not as efficient, but his sophomore year, so he was scoring 20, he was relied on heavily scoring 25 a game on 61% true shooting. And so I was like, oh yeah, this was a really good game from Jenkins, but is this sustainable? And it seems like it might be, you know, um, he's sort of a, a, one of those real guys that, you know, the more they shoot, the better they get. Um, and so I wonder if he's just going to try to rely on him and Stiegel. Um, and, and, I mean, Graber clearly had uh, a good game, too. And so sort of all that offense flowing through the one through three. I, lo- I love that. That's sort of the system I run. So I think that this team is going to be pretty slept on just because they've had it. I think that they came in pretty well ranked a couple of years ago and then had a bit of a disappointing season. And so um, I think that though he's he's figuring things out uh de Crusoe is and, and I think this is a pretty good team. Yeah, and he brought in three wing type players. Um mm-hmm. none of them look like amazing uh big men. So really the question is gonna be can Montez James keep up what he was doing? You know? Yep. Um yep. he's no Brian Burton. Uh right. And if he can, you know, I mean six you can't teach six eleven. But um, right. you can't teach six eleven. He's he's played some games, but he did he did pretty well his freshman year for when he played. He was plus mm. three point nine. Yep. But last year he was a big negative on the quarter. Um, but mainly that was because Burton, you know, went out. So right. if right. he can keep up, you know, passing, playing a little defense, rebounding a little bit, I mean that's that's all you can ask for from a six eleven guy, you know. And yep. uh yep. They're, they have a good shot at the playoffs if uh, 
yeah, if he can if he can perform up to up to his expectations. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, so yeah, what are your predictions for this group? I mean, we got a little bit of information. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is tough. So I think that this could be sort of one of those divisions where everyone trades um, and you have like a three and three or four and two team that wins it based on even spread. Um, it, it seems as if, though, a lot of them have really, really tough out of uh, region matchups for themselves. Yeah. And and uh, so I actually I'm going to say that the winner goes three and three, but has the highest margin victory, clearly. Um I'm looking I don't know. I I think maybe Erie is going to be the favorite here mm. just because um so I'm I'm between Erie and uh Boise at this point honestly. And Boise plays Rockford and Montpelier in their out of conference games along with Scottsdale. So I think they go one and two in those games and then Erie plays U, Springfield and Waterloo. Mm. Um I, I think they they either go one and two or two and one. So I'm going to give them the ed- just the slight edge here um, yeah. to win it. What do you think? Well, you could be like Sam and just say the winner of Boise and Erie will, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> will win this group. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, re- I listened to that because I wasn't on that podcast. And I was laughing so hard because it was just like – it was also whoever wins this wins the championship. It's like what? <laughs> And yeah, then I after, like, the Elite Eight, he's like, I got all my Elite Eight teams yeah. <laughs> I am, from here on out, going to make, like, very soft predictions. It's one of these 16 teams. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think that game's going to be really big. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Boise just because they got that big win. And they got that – they're they're already starting with uh, 18 – um, point differential. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a tough schedule, but Rockford, Rockford's still figuring some stuff out. Uh, we'll see if they can figure it out. Um, but yeah, and Scottsdale, Montpelier, Nocala, they're all beatable. Um, Montpelier right. got a huge win. We'll talk about that right. in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go Boise here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, any players? You're interested in, I mean, there's some real star power here. Right, right. And it, it's predominantly front court, right? So we look at Hunter Pregg yeah. in Blacksburg. We look at Bertini uh, in Erie, Isaiah Moses in Ocala. Yeah. And then I, I think, you know, the, I think Boise is the only one that has like the really standout guard. And so I think Colin Jenkins, it's like if, if teams can't slow down Colin Jenkins, then you're right that Boise is going to win this group. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, I really like uh, Ashton Lindy. Um, mm-hmm. Lindley, that's his name. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do, and that's a great class. He's got some. He's he's got some good players there um, in that in that group. Um, we'll talk about. Sorry, it, Montpelier is not in this group, are they? I no. I was like, at where I thought Lindley. Signed with uh, Montpelier. So. Getting, getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead yeah, of yeah. myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. My bad. Uh, sorry. Uh, I was... Yeah, my bad. Yeah, there, there's no, a no, lot... No, 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 you're good. A lot of good front court players. Yeah. Yeah, Moses and Bertini and Prig. Um, yeah, they said... 
they said that centers don't matter, that, you know, the big man's dead, but, you know, uh, the Lakers. It's not in simulated basketball. Well, the Lakers <laughs> won with Anthony Davis, you know. And, sure, sure. And, uh, you know, Joel Embiid looks pretty good, and so does Jokic. So, you know, maybe it's That's not true. Dead. Maybe it's not dead. Maybe. How many championships do Embiid and Jokic have? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yo, <laughs> as Yo, many as they're both sides. That's that's a good point. <laughs> as many as anyone, except like Flagstaff, Rockford, and a few other teams. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. as many as I do. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, there's some good players. I'm excited to see these, and then Boise's got the guards that kind of run the run their. Uh, Run their group. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts on this group? Or no, no. Again, I like that sort of dynamic of three teams relying on their front court, and then Boise relying on their back court, and seeing sort of who wins the day in those. Yep. Should be fun. All right. Yep. Well, we'll be back soon with the buyers group.